Coming up in the next episode, Colin and Jimmy cover porch sagging, an insulation mystery, home inspections, and telltale signs of water damage. The guys also share an important story on loss and how it can affect someone's connection with their home. This is a can't miss episode. Welcome to another episode of Behind the Studs, your home improvement and remodeling podcast, where the two most entertaining guys discuss the do's and don'ts in home construction and in the remodeling industry. Remember that you can nail it, paint it, or just tune into the show. How about that? Uh, Here are your hosts, Colin Shaw and Jimmy Driscoll. Hello, everyone. Hey! How we doing? Ah, just peachy. Fantastic. That's right, just a freaking ray of sunshine going on here today. Beautiful downtown Niantic, Connecticut. Nice and white. Nice and white and wet and rainy. Yep. Yep. Plenty of snow. Plenty. Don't Enough. need no more. Bye. See ya. But it looks like they changed the forecast because there's like snow every other day for the next couple of weeks. Is that what they're saying? What? Snow. Snow? Yeah, that's what they were saying. Well, what's going on now? Ain't snow. They changed it all to rain. Great. Yep. So Temperatures are going to go up. Nice. Be in the mid-30s. Really? Yep. So it'll be kind of nice. Well, thanks to... Thanks for tuning in. We're going to give you a weather forecast today <laughs> instead of tools. I think I'm done, though. I don't, I don't have anything else to say really? about the weather. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So, hey, we wanted to uh, thank our guests last week from Listen and Design Build. So, it was really nice of them to come on the show. Yeah, thank you very yeah, much. Yeah, we learned a little bit about the difference between an architect and design build. And hopefully some people learned about trends and things to do, not do. So, if you didn't get a chance to listen, make sure you uh, go back and take a listen. Yeah. Yeah, it was fun. It was. It was good. Yeah. So Jimmy and I also uh, got a chance to be on somebody else's podcast, which was kind of fun, right? Absolutely. Okay, there you go. It was a joy. <laughs> um, so the name of the podcast, you guys can look it up, is is called Talking Home Renovations with the House Maven. It's a long title. It's a very long title. Yeah, and it's uh, hosted by architect Catherine McPhail. Um, so we had a chance to be on her show, uh, from what I understand, it hasn't posted yet our episode, but as soon as it does, we'll let you guys know. You get a bit of listen, let us know what you think. She's a real go-getter. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. She loves what she does. She does. She does. I mean, that definitely came across. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know how much, uh, we'll hear of her part of the interview, but I know, uh, she edits it down and, you know, puts us out there. So that's good. Yeah. So it'll be fun to listen. Sure. We'd like to do more of those. I'd love to do more of those. Yeah. So just ask us. We'll we'll come on your show. Yeah. Yeah. You don't have to pay us or nothing. <laughs> <laughs> we don't mind. <laughs> we Not got nothing all, better man. to do. Not at all. Right. <laughs> so anyways, last week uh, at the end of the show, we talked about um, something that we received from one of our listeners, Tiffany from Shrewsbury. She has a front porch on an old house. Um, and the it, it, from what I can gather from everything that she said, and we looked at pictures, both Jimmy and I looked at this, it looks like it's a span of about 35 feet. Mm-hmm. And there's a beam that goes across, which she claims has been up there probably for about 100 years. You know, and it sits on rock columns on either side. And, you know, definitely from looking at the photos and everything else uh, and from what she said, 35 feet's a long span. Way too long for that. You know, and that beam looked to be no bigger than a, than a 2 by 12 So that's definitely not enough to carry. That yeah, world. and it's pretty amazing, and it's been up there for how long? Yeah, I think she said it's got 100 years. Yeah, so, and it's still there. And it's still there. Yeah. So, you know, Jimmy and I kind of went back and forth, and we were trying to decide what we think the, you know, the best solution would be for her. Um, 
I think trying to do a, a an LVL or you know an engineered beam, it's still a little too long to make it work. It's just gonna have to be too thick and you know too many pieces, yeah. and I think it's gonna take away from the look. So you. you pretty much thought that maybe put a couple of columns out there yeah trying to get something that's replicated to what she has on the sides yep you know you could do that and put that in and it would look good it look I really mean, good it really wouldn't it wouldn't take away from the aesthetics of the house no no i think she's got the room uh, you know like she said there's no front entrance there they come from the side of the deck so there's nothing really that she has to worry about although i would make sure you know from the aesthetics point of view from curb appeal and that sort of thing i would Try to match the posts mm. in between the windows and the door mm-hmm. on both sides. Yeah. And I think that will look good. Yeah. And it's going to give a lot of support toward the center. You yep. know, she's going to have to jack up the, the beam that's there now, you know, to level it off. Yeah, she's got to support it down below the porch, too, of course. Yep, yep. <clears throat> Put up a temporary wall and everything else and, and get that thing, you know, moved up. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, once it's in place, you should be good to go. I didn't see that on the bottom of the porch. What's what's going on underneath the porch? What kind of structure does she have under that? Is, um, is she didn't pile? show anything. If, if she had pylons every eight feet. Yep. To hold the, because the porch didn't seem like it was sagging. Mm. You know? Yep. So if the floor is supported, that's yep. good. Then should be, then, it should be good. I remember we had. Um, I was working with Aaron, <clears throat> and I had the same. We had the same issue, mm-hmm. but it was all rotting from underneath. Okay, uh, it was a brand new house, but the underneath the porch had nowhere to breathe. It was all was all enclosed. Oh, so the water was running. So it was, it was, um, Trex decking, mm-hmm. pressure treated boards underneath. Yeah, but it would rain. It could, you know, it was exposed. Right. Even though it was a roof on top of it, water would get in. Yep. Right from the inside. Wow. The humidity and the dampness. What do they have it surrounded with on the deck? On the bottom? Uh, it was uh it was basically um like a one by twelve okay. fascia board. Yep. But it was tight to the ground. Oh, uh, okay. So there was the water couldn't no evaporate. Way. Yep. So I ended up taking all the bottom boards out, put it in PVC with vents every wow. like eight two Forget what I did. I did two vents on each side and a yep. couple vents in the front. And then Aaron and I had um, I had a support underneath. We had to support the support the pillars and stuff. Yeah, but it was just rotting. It was it sure was collapsing. Wow. Yeah. Poor design. Yeah. Nobody, very poor. To, no one caught it. You know, it looks indestructible on the outside, but if the water's got nowhere to go, mm-hmm. you know, they had that happen problem with the deck too, which you shouldn't do. Um, guy had a stone patio. Oh, which brings me up to a really good point here. <clears throat> stone patio, and he built a deck on top of the stone patio. Okay, but he didn't raise it off the stone deck. I mean, he built it right on the uh. on the deck. So he like did like pressure treated two by twelves, and um, and it went right out to the jacuzzi. Mm-hmm. The problem what he did was he when he landscaped it, he landscaped it with all the wood chips all the way around the sides of the deck. Oh no! So. The deck couldn't breathe. No. There was no circulation of air. Yeah. So when it rained, so when it rained, the water just went in underneath the deck and rotted from the inside out. Mm. So the top, the the it was weird because the tops of the deck looked okay. Yeah. You know when you started seeing the uh, the screws starting to like sink into the wood, mm-hmm. so you know it was starting to rot. Mm-hmm. Oh my god, the face looked fine, but if you just touched it the right way, you could pop them and they were completely rotted underneath. Wow. And all the two by twelves are all this is were all rotted. Yeah. And it, I kept on just replacing boards and replacing boards and replacing boards. I was like, this is no good, dude. Yeah. 
Yep. Just rebuild it. Yeah. If you get the... Uh, I, there's another thing while I'm on this now, while mm-hmm. I'm thinking about this. <clears throat> People had an old, old house. Uh, 1700s. Great idea. Cool concept. Looked great. Absolute disaster. <laughs> they had a brick patio. Mm-hmm. And they built on top of the brick patio. Yep. Inside the kitchen. Put the kitchen on the inside of the brick patio. Huh. So it was enclosed. Yeah. Major problem. Summertime. Yeah. Moisture. Sure. Humidity. Yeah. Coming through. Dehumidifier was working like around the clock. Wow. And it was just cold and damp. And it was cold and damp yeah. in the summer in the in the kitchen. Yeah. Not a good idea. No. At all. No. Um looked great. Yeah, I but bet it did. All the and it was cemented cemented brick, but there was I'm sure it wasn't treated underneath the brick. Right, probably not. No. So the moisture was just coming through the stone. Sure. Expensive kitchen. Yeah. Looked awesome. Yeah. Disaster. Yeah. Disaster. Wow. Yeah. Remember that. That's, so. a, that's a lot of money to fix that, too. Yeah, so building it. Actually, if you're going to build a deck on top of a stone patio, you need to you need to raise it off the the deck, off the patio a little bit, mm-hmm. and you've got to have circulation. Whether you put vents in off the sides, uh, air's got to get in and get out. Um that's a major thing because it will rot. I don't care if you use pressure-treated boards on the outside mm-hmm. and you're using tricks on the top. I've seen it happen. It rots from the inside out. Yeah. So uh, food for thought this spring because I know people are going to be wanting to be doing these doing these decks and stuff. You mm-hmm. know? Yep, make sure it breathes. Right. Yeah, they're all about not making the house breathe anymore, but you need your deck to breathe. Yeah. Yeah. I saw something that I've never seen before. Uh, came across this yesterday on a – Monday morning, of course. So we did this uh, huge home remodel for somebody, and in their powder room, it always seems like it's been a little cold in there, mm. even though there's insulation in the walls, and we just couldn't figure it out. There's a crawl space underneath. We insulated from underneath. Still cold. Still cold. So I get a call Monday morning. Their pipes are frozen in the in the powder room. So I'm like, oh, you know, we've done this. We, we fixed it once before. It was like a couple of years ago, and we had some really cold weather. And we decided, you know what? At this point, we're just going to rip this wall open. So we ripped the wall open. Insulation there. It's got the the plastic, you know, for the vapor barrier. Everything looks fine. But we actually could see, when we looked, we took out some insulation. We could actually see a hole in the side of the, of the house where wind was getting in. So upon further investigation, so I'll try to explain this so everybody understands what I'm saying. So there's the studs of the wall. And then on the other side of that, on the outside, there was a uh, uh, shed that was built. The shed was off the studs probably about two inches. There was no sheathing in between. So it was just a huge void that all the air was coming through. And that's what was freezing the pipes. So we had to cut open the shed on the other side Mm. so we could put sheathing on the outside of the wall. And Mm. then we got to put it all back together again. Isn't that crazy? Yeah, that's stupid. I mean, I'm sitting there thinking to myself, all right, so somebody built this house and they just never put the sheathing on and then just built a shed next to it. I mean, it's just crazy. And there's no water damage. So water wasn't getting in. It was just the air. Mm. Baffled. All right. Baffled. So here's another one. Uh-oh. Uh oh. Building inspectors, not building inspectors, home inspectors. Okay. Home inspectors. Yep. Otherwise known as the deal breakers. <laughs> <laughs> 
So you want to go buy? You're trying to sell the house, and the home, the new homeowners are going in there. Yeah. But they bring in a uh, uh, home inspector, and I've seen them all. Yeah. I've seen them go through a house like they were looking for drugs. Oh yeah. Unbelievable. Yep. And then I get idiots. Yeah. So here's a woman. She buys the house. <sighs> Dude, this was sad. So she buys the house. Great looking. Everything. This, that, the other thing. She has a heating system put in, a train heating system put in mm-hmm. with the ductwork and everything else. It was put in in 2013. They got registers in the house in the laundry room. There's mm-hmm. a register. Mm-hmm. Got no heat coming out of it. Mm-hmm. There's no heat because there's no ductwork. <laughs> there's no freaking ductwork in the laundry room. What? They put a register there and that's it. And the the ceiling downstairs. And there's just a hole behind it. Right. There's a hole. Just put a <laughs> oh. oh, jeez. They put a hole. So. But let me ask you something. Uh-huh. If, you were, if you were a home inspector, yeah. you'd run the system to find out if there's the intake, yeah. right? And yeah. you find out if there's the heating, it's all working, this, yeah. that, the other thing? No. No. It's not working. Um, I can't even really go further than that because the guy who installed the system didn't remember the system. He put it in, in 2013, yeah. brought him out to the house, and it was, it was sad. So anyway, I was just <laughs> like, this guy's, a, I don't understand. I don't get it. You know, I didn't put the ductwork in. Well, you didn't put the ductwork in, but if you put an engine in a car, would you take it for a test run to see if everything was working right? I would think so. You know? Yeah. I felt so bad for the for the homeowner on this one. Right. So now it's like, got to tear open the ceiling and put no ductwork in or find out what's going on after all the money. Again, she had frozen pipes. <clears throat> she found out later on that the homeowner who lived there went away in the winter. She she winterized the place. Oh, so the heat wasn't was all right, but it wasn't really. It's not really really adequate. Yeah, for where it's she's looking at one zone. She needs another zone upstairs. They have one zone for two floors. Yeah, Jeez. yeah, yeah. So that's a hardly any heat in the basement. It's just trickling out. It's, it's just awful, awful system. So here I am today. So I went over there today. Yeah, and I said they have a bathroom downstairs. Mm-hmm. And just before I got here, I had to drop my supplies off back to the house. And I used the bathroom and I flushed the toilet. Immediately, the pump went on. Immediately. What does that tell you? It tells you that the bladder, mm-hmm. the holding tank, is failed. Mm-hmm. There's no air in the bladder, right? Yep. Dude, I hit, I touched that. I went ting, ting. It was solid as a rock. Tong, tong, tong. Really? There's no air in it. Solid as a rock. Wow. How did they... <laughs> How yeah. did they? Be, who inspected this house? Yeah, like you say, some some inspectors go through those things. Like, woof. yeah, yeah. There's one in particular that we have here in in uh, Old Lyme is Tiger, and they're um, they're on they're all over it. Yeah, you know, I think he must have been a cop <laughs> because he goes. They go through everything. They crawl. They go everywhere. They hit the crawl spaces. They do everything. Yeah, my home inspector when I bought my house. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think he was there maybe an hour. And I said, so what do you think? He's like, well, new furnace, new roof. I'd buy it. <laughs> that was it. That was my that was my inspection. Oh my I was like, God. okay, thanks. Oh I said, what about God. the single pane windows? Ah, you can fix that. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Some guys, they go through all that. I mean, yeah. I've seen inspection sheets like, oh, my God, homeowners in <laughs> right? tears. Yeah. Oh, my God, my house. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, no, they're just pointing this out. This is fine. This is fine. This is fine. You're okay. You're okay. Yeah, it's, it's like I got to go counseling with some of these homeowners. Oh, absolutely. Are losing their mind because, oh, my God, this, that, the other thing. Well, they think they have to fix every single thing on that report. Yeah. Well, you, you know, no. and, 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 you know, they'll they'll put it on the report, but sometimes it will say, you know, in the description, it's fine. 
you know, but it's just something that they wanted to point out. Doesn't need immediate attention. Right. I'd look into yep. this, this, that, the other yep. thing. This can, this can sail. Yep. You know, this can do. I mean, when fun. you get that inspection report and it's like thirty or forty pages long, it's kind of intimidating. Yeah, it is. It's scary yep. as hell. Yeah, it you is. You think your house was fine, right? Everything was good. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was like, oh my god. Yeah. You know, I had one. I had one, and this one, this one, I didn't like at all. I was, I was really, I was, I was really up for the homeowner. She has a house near the ocean, and she was really upset. So she called me over and she says, "Jimmy, can can you help me?" And I was like, "Yeah." She goes, "Look at this." She brings me to the basement, and they said, "They said water damage, water damage. There was a flood in here. There was water damage, and um, they wanted forty thousand dollars off the bill." Off, off the wow, Basket not price, forty. Yeah. Was it? Yeah, it was like forty grand, something like wow. that. Wow, jeez, right? Yeah. And I'm looking at. It, I said, I brought her over. I said, first of all, look at. I said, look at your, look at your basement. Mm-hmm. This is not newly painted, mm-hmm. but it's in good shape. This place looks fantastic. And I said, I could tell if you had water damage. Go right over to your bulkhead. Look at your bulkhead. Look at the wood near the bottom, near the basement floor. If that's wet. Or it's been, you know, water leaves a, a fingerprint, a footprint. Yeah, you know, you could tell. Even when it, it's been, if it's been sitting on masonry or block, mm-hmm. you can tell when you've had water damage. And I've showed that to people. I says this is flooded before. You can see the difference if you really look at it. Yeah, because you could follow the line all the way around the house. You can mm. see that it, it'll, it's a telltale sign. Sure. And this wasn't freshly painted. I says no, I disagree with that. And they would, I mean, you could even the. Even the columns, the the, the lolly columns yep. in the house, um, I said this is past inspection. There's no problem here whatsoever. Everything was elevated. The whole heating system was way elevated. It was almost five and a half feet off the ground. Ooh. So this never got wet yep. whatsoever. Yeah. The only thing she had in on the porch, she had some above decking. She had above a top deck, mm-hmm. and a couple of the two by twelves were rotted. I said, take some money off of that. They got to rip this out and put some right. Two by twelves in that, but tell them to go pound sand right. in your basement. Your right. basement's fine. Yeah, I could live in that basement. It was perfect. Really? You know, yeah. I said, you smell it. You smell your basement. I said, what do you smell? She goes, nothing. Oh, that's right. Yeah. If you had, if you, you had, had water, a you know, you'd smell it. Oh yeah, it stinks. Oh yeah, yeah. <clears throat> no, you're in good shape. I said, here's another telltale sign. You go into the basement. This is how good your circulation is. If you have paper insulation, look at the insulation. Mm-hmm. If the craft face, which is the the paper part, if you see mold on that, then you've got a little bit of a circulation problem. You have moisture down in the basement. Mm-hmm. You should address that. Yep. It was fine, dude. Yeah. And it wasn't brand new. I mean, it, it was there. Huh. I said, no, I don't, I don't know who. Wow. <laughs> well, you know, the inspect, the home inspectors are for the buyer, right? Typically, Usually, yes. Typically, right? Yeah. Yeah. Well, anyway. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, very few people that are gonna. And I've actually had people ask me this too. They said, "Yeah, should I should I contact a home ins- inspector before I put my house on the market?" I go, "Absolutely not." <laughs> I said, "Because if you fix everything now, another inspector is going to come through and find other stuff. Yeah. So just wait for one to come through, let their let their inspector come through and get a list." I had a homeowner who went above and beyond. Uh, he he got the inspection report and then he just kept on going. Really. I'm like, you don't have to do that, man. He goes, yeah. no, but I'd feel better about it. But you're That's it's nice fine. Yeah. yeah. I mean, he really went. He spent some more. He spent more money on the house, like, you know, because he didn't want to think. I guess he didn't want to think about it. Yeah. I guess, you know. But, uh, okay. 
All right, that's fine. Yeah, that's good. I just I think sometimes these home inspections, the what they ask for. This woman had a little puddle of water. She had a she had a breezeway mm-hmm. that went from the um, I can't believe this one. It went from the garage to her house. She had like a tunnel or a breezeway. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> if you had torrential rain, if you had torrential rain for a, a day or day and a half, you would get maybe maybe. She said, oh, half a cup of water in this one little section hmm. on the floor. That's it. She took $13,000 off the bill. Jesus. $13,000 off they the have to redo Yeah, they got to put this in. Yeah. Yeah, you know, mm-hmm. 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 I was like, no. <laughs> oh, my God. I said, don't give it to him. Yeah. No, I'm going to give it to him. I don't give it to him. I wouldn't. <sighs> oh, my God. So, I mean, there's some, there's some things that I, you know, I do. I, I, feel, I feel bad for the... The homeowners who yeah. are selling the house, and they, you know, well, sometimes when they're in that position too, they they need to sell the house, you right? Know, there's usually a reason for it. It's not just you know, well, hey, if I sell it, great. If I don't, I don't really care. I mean, right. Once you, once you're committed to you know, and invested in selling your house, you know, it's probably easier just to give them money off, just just to make sure right, the to sale get out goes of it. through. Yeah, to yeah. get out of it. Yep. And there have been other people who just said, you know what, just take the take it. I'm not gonna I'm not gonna fix it. Take it off the bill. Take mm-hmm. it off the house. Yep. And that's it. You know, yep. call it a day. So I can totally understand that. Some people are just so fed up because, because like again, you said they'll go out there and they'll fix it. They think they fixed everything, mm-hmm. and then the inspection comes in and then nailing them on stuff. That's just like, oh my god, really? Well, I mean, you got to think about it too. If you're a home inspector, mm-hmm. can you honestly go to the buyer and say, I found nothing? No. No, well, you have to find something. You have to find something. You have to. So, you know, they'll work a little harder to find something if they need to. Hmm. And I'm not saying that they're finding stuff that's not wrong. It's just oh. that they will they will search. I feel bad for the inspector who comes to my house. <laughs> go ahead, bro. He, he Let's go, bro. Around. You can't get around. Go ahead, bro. House. Let's yeah. go. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. What? What did you say? What? Uh-huh. Go ahead. Get out of here. Oh, you can't drive away because you've got holes in your tires? Well, I don't know. I don't know how that happened. Oh, uh, oh well. Yeah. Yeah. So I was out of house today. Very sad. Somebody I did work for for a long time. Uh, she lost her husband to dementia while they were in the house. Yeah. Young guy, too. He's probably only in his 40s. Um, Died of dementia? Yeah. Adam yeah. just passed yeah, away. Yeah, I remember. Yeah, yeah. Shit. And uh, then I just found out that the mother passed away just recently due to uh, cancer. You know, oh. that she battled for like a year or something. So the, the girl brought me over. She's like, you know, I know you've done a lot of work in our house. And, you know, I definitely wanted to talk to you. And it was just so sad because, you know, she wanted to basically what I could gather from her. is She wanted to make the house look like a completely different house. So she doesn't have any memories or anything else like that before she sells it. No, she wanted to stay. Oh, she wanted to cleanse. But the then house. she was like, OK, well, maybe I'll sell. So I sat and I talked to her for a little while. We walked around and I looked at her and I said, listen, I said, I'm going to be completely honest with you. And if I overstep my bounds, please let me know. I said, you need to sell this house. And she's like, why? I said, do you feel comfortable going in and, you know, turning the master bedroom into your bedroom? She's like, no, I can't go in there. And I go, what about the master bath? She's like, I can't use it. And I'm like, this is not ever going to be your house. I said, you can change it as much as you want. You're never going to feel like this is your house. And she's like, you're right. She's like, I don't think I will. So, and she was devastated because she finally came to, to grips with the fact that she probably needs to move on if she can't use that house. Mm-hmm. You know, she's, she's staying in a small little bedroom and, you know, the yeah. bathroom is not connected to the bedroom. And I'm like, you're going to spend $350,000 in this house and it's still not going to be yours. No, exactly not. 
So it was really sad, you know, but she, she appreciated the honesty, I think, you know, and talked myself out of work. <laughs> yeah, well, but that's you know. a difference. Yeah. Just, you know, yeah. Nah, it's just like, what, what, no. what's the sense? No, I, I, I had the same thing. I had a, I had a widow, worked on her house. Mm-hmm. She wanted to put in closet doors, new doors and stuff. And her husband had passed away almost a year, you know, mm-hmm. but her, his clothes were still in the uh, in the yeah, closet. Yeah. She couldn't take them out of there. Yeah. You know, she couldn't move them. Sure. That's a tough thing to do. It's a hard it thing is, to do. It is. You know, and she nursed her mother, and her mother unfortunately passed away at the house. So, yeah. you know, that's another memories that, you know, you just feel bad. Yeah. But I said, find another house. I said, you'll make it your own. She's like, well, I'm, I'm going to miss the pool. I said, you can buy a pool. You'll be fine. Yeah. So. So hopefully that's what they do, but yeah. So, but why I told the story is I told her I said, "Don't worry about me." I said, "You know, as soon as you get your home inspection, let's just give me a call. There'll be plenty for me to do." So, and she laughed. Man, yeah. And I also told her, "Don't spend any money on the house." I said, "Get a real estate agent. Find out what they think." Mm. Yeah, like we've talked about many times. You know, get that get that real estate agent on board, and they'll tell you what you need to do, bare minimum, in the comp set. You know that you're dealing with. So. So you still can sell and, and get a decent decent amount. Well, when you make that when you make that turn, and basically it, I heard it from Martha Quartella that yeah. she said it was great. I mean, she said when you decide to turn that corner and say, "I'm going to, you know, I'm putting my house on the market." Yep. it is no longer your house. Right, it is now a commodity. Yep, it is now you are just polishing up the fenders. Yeah, you don't own it no more. Yeah, you know, you got taken everything away. And sometimes it's hard for homeowners, but I, I like, no, it's not your house. Right. You want to sell this house, this has to go. Yep. Yep. And it's just like, you know, it's hard for people to do the work. Sure it is. You know? Yeah. Dude, I mean, I, mean, I think I have to say about, I could never sell the, my place up in New Hampshire. Right. I mean, I just yeah. could never do it. Never, couldn't give it up. There's no way. Can't. I just, I'm so connected to that freaking thing. Are you leaving that to me? Uh, no, not no, a chance. No. Nope. <laughs> not a chance. We never did talk about it. Love that. you, dude, but <laughs> no. <laughs> no. All right. But Fine. Anyway, yeah, Fine. it's it's Fine. um it's one of those things. It's it's an emotional thing. I don't know. People are just acting so I don't know what's going on. It's just like, you know, people used to sell the house because of this, that, the other thing. Now it's like people are getting greedy, they're trying to get over and they're getting it too. I know, right now they are. Yeah, they're getting, you know, over but they have nowhere to go. You got nowhere to move. You got to rent a house <laughs> right, and right. find something else. Yeah, there's no rentals either. Yeah. So you're kind of screwed. You either need to sell and relocate or stay where you are. Go buy a trailer. Live in a trailer for the summer and then go south in the summer. I heard, the they, have, I heard they have some nice campgrounds up in Canterbury. Shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. <laughs> Just shut up. Oh, uh, my God. Anyway. <laughs> That's a little inside joke. Yeah. Sorry. We're not supposed to do inside jokes on Yeah, you can. Okay. People are just, yeah. we just, just turned to write in this conversation. <laughs> like, whoa. Uh-huh. What? What are they what talking about? Say? Why do you say that? <laughs> oh. Uh, yes. Yes. So, what about that uh, Super Bowl? Yeah, it was pretty damn good. Yeah? Yeah. Did you stay up for the whole thing? Uh yeah, I yeah, did. I did I too. Did. Um, I felt bad for Kansas City, but I know. at the same time, I was just like, "Look at this! Look at that old geezer." <laughs> was he 42, 43? Which one? Forty-three years 43, old, and he yeah. doesn't eat mushrooms or take olive oil or tomatoes, and he's a vegan. Yep. No, uh, no alcohol, no sugar. No, nothing. no nothing. No, no nothing. No. Man, 
Any, I think I'd rather watch the Super Bowl and eat sugar and all the, all the other stuff than actually yeah, I cleanse had, myself and play in I the Super Bowl. I had wings and a couple beers, and I was like, yep, go get them. So I had wings. We had pigs in a blanket. Uh, we had coconut shrimp, veggies and dip. It was good. That's a good Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. that's good. Nice little, nice little buffet out there. That's good. So it was good. You know, three oh, different kinds of wings. What'd you do, Caleb? Yeah. Nice. Yeah. All right. So Caleb was making wings. All right. Yeah. Yeah. That was it. Just That's wings. It. Wings. Making wings. And they were they were easy to find this year too. You were know, they sometimes hard to find last year. Uh, I don't know if it was last year or the year before where there was like none around. You had to buy them like two, three weeks ahead of time because people oh. were just taking them all. Hey, so do you do you know get get back onto this because it brought up a good point. Um, people were having Super Bowl parties outside. Yeah. Do you think there's going to be an uptick, or was there an uptick of outside uh, patio fireplaces and stoves? Remember how they have those big kitchenette yeah. systems? Yeah, I haven't seen much. No, I haven't mm. seen much of that at all. I mean, th- last summer there was you know some hardscape patios and a lot of decks for some reason, you know, because yeah. people were trying to go outside. Yeah. But I didn't see any outdoor kitchens. You know. Yeah. I don't know. I don't know if anybody. I wonder what they'll do this this summer. Hopefully, hopefully we have a bunch of vaccinations by then. But. You want to know a big? You want to know a big suck, and this is a, and this is really it sucks for all of us. Yep. Those material costs are never going to go down. No, of course not. If they get used to making that much money, you think they're going to say, you know, I don't need that much money anymore? Of course, it's going to stay. Yeah. Shit. I'm sorry. I remember there's a company that I used uh, for dumpsters, and you remember back, you know, like 2009 or whatever it was when the gas prices were like four fifty a gallon yeah. or something like that. So, you know, on your bill, you would all of a sudden get disposal fee, uh, fuel charge. So I was like, all right, I get it. You know, they, their, their fuel costs have gone up. I get it. So it was about a year or so. And then the gas prices were back down to like two something. So I called them up and said, why is the fuel charge thing still on there? They're like, well, because there's a fuel charge. I said, that was when it was four fifty. It's not four fifty anymore. So they actually took it off of my bill. And I was like, and you were just going to keep that on there. Absolutely. And let everybody keep paying it. They don't care. Just cha-ching. Like you said, you get used to getting the money. It's tough to turn it down. Man. Don't throw those cardboard boxes away, ladies and gentlemen, if you get a refrigerator. I'm sure they're going to figure <laughs> something out with those. Is that where they're going to be living? Yeah, I can yeah, okay. make, make gotcha. houses yeah. out of them. <laughs> People can make them out of, uh, what do they call them on? Ah, pallets. Yeah. Have you seen the little tiny homes with the No, no. Yeah. See that. Oh, my God. Cardboard box is the ultimate tiny home. What is? A cardboard box, I think, would be the ultimate yeah, tiny really. home. Well, some people do live in tiny homes like that. Yeah, I know. Unfortunately. Yes. All right, buddy. Anything else? I'm good. I All think right. we're good. All right, cool. Yeah, we'll do it again next week. Absolutely. So, everybody check out our YouTube channel. Uh, today, we've actually been filming with four cameras. And we got a little studio thing going. Yeah, we're working so, on it. Yeah, yeah. So we're we're hoping it's going to be fun to watch um, and always fun to listen. Yeah. All right. All right. Perfect. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, everybody. We'll see you later. We'll see you next week. See ya. Bye. Bye. Bye.